We're recording this on April 7th, 2019 at about 1.30 in the afternoon, so that's that. Welcome to the Battle of Alberta podcast, a very special edition post-regular season slash pre-post-season bonus episode. Heck yeah! Oh boy, is that exciting and confusing. I don't know what you just said, but it's exciting. I'm Stuart Jones, and with me is Darren Plett. I'm Darren Plett. Hello, Darren. So, let's talk uh, briefly about how poorly we estimated our teams would do this uh, past week. Yep. And by how poorly, I mean our guesses were bad. And, you know, some of the teams were bad too. <laughs> I thought the Oilers would win two out of their last five games, and you thought they would win four. Yep. Interesting. I was going for the bold move. It was bold. Very bold. Bold, nonetheless. They went 1-4-0. Oh. So you were completely wrong. The absolute <laughs> inverse of being right. I was close, but still over-predicted Oilers' success. Who knew? Yeah, it's still possible. Uh, the Flames had four games left in the season. I figured they would win them all. You thought they would win half of them. Mm-hmm. Go 2-2-0. Two, two, and oh. That's exactly what they did. Heck yeah. We both thought the Flames would win that Battle of Alberta last night as of recording this. Uh, you thought it would be close. I thought it would be a blowout. The Oilers won. Yeah, how does that even happen? Yeah, the Oilers ended up winning 3-1. to one. Dreisaitl got his 50th goal. Johnny got his 99th point. Couldn't quite get <laughs> Couldn't that 100. <laughs> and Dry also tried to get his 51st goal on the empty netter, but uh, got whapped out of the air with a high stick. So fun times were had by all. Yeah, screw you, Leon. Uh, also, I'm sure most people who are listening have at least heard, if they didn't see it, McDavid almost got injured. Gary stuff. Big That's, news. Almost got injured. Yeah. Well, you know, we don't want to wish ill will on anyone, unlike what some Edmonton radio stations have done. Yep. <clears throat> More on that maybe later. <laughs> yeah. Turns out, uh, again, as of recording, that McDavid seems to be doing fine, so... He'll be up and golfing by yeah. Tuesday, I'm sure. That was scary. He might have missed, like, at least a month of golfing development <laughs> season. That would have been no good. So, I don't know how much more you want to talk about this past week. It was pretty uh, inconsequential hockey, at least yep. for our two teams. Inconsequential so. and mediocre. Yes, all, all of those are accurate. So, I guess let's just... Get ready for the playoffs. Eh? I'm ready. Yeah, I hope you're like, ready. I didn't pay any attention to those games this week. Honestly, I I was in full playoff mode. You can see my vehicle from here. I have the flames flag up already. I've had it up there for like a month. Only one, I see. I only have one. <laughs> and may I point out, is the 0304 Western Conference champions oh, flag oh. still going strong? Except now it only says 03 because the 04 is ripped off because it's old. <laughs> All right, so not willing to retire it and get no. a new one? No, let's see how long it goes, man. Okay, yep, it'll go longer if you, like, frame it or something. <laughs> no, on top of the vehicle. All right, yeah. fair enough. They're, like, what, $13 at Shopper's Drug Mart or Hey, something? man, I have an attachment to that flag. The show is not sponsored by Shopper's Drug Mart. <laughs> and I also don't know how much they are or if they're sold there. So. Yeah, I don't think I've ever seen one at Shopper's Drug Mart, so I don't know where you got that from. <sighs> Just a random store. That's where you buy deodorants, Stu. Sure. <laughs> okay, anyway, moving on. Playoffs are starting soon, this week, in fact. Mm-hmm. The playoffs officially start on Wednesday. The schedule was released this morning, and the Flames start on Thursday because, you know, don't want to start 
too much on the There's first probably like day. a Garth Brooks concert in the Saddle Dome. Let's be real. Let's maybe go through kind of the first round matchups and see what we think of uh, what's going to happen. I'm in. Where do you feel like starting? East, west, north, south? Let's start in the east. Let's start in the east, okay, because I'll take like seven seconds because, yeah. let's face it, the Nothing's east going is fairly predictable, right? Yeah. All right, let's start where it's the least predictable <laughs> in Atlantic Division, the Bolts and the Blue Jackets. What that's, do you think's going to happen that's there? That's the least predictable to you? That was sarcasm. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, that makes perfect sense. You know why? Because in the season series between the Blue Jackets and the Lightning, the Lightning won the season series 3-0 because I don't remember. I don't think they've lost an entire game all year. Not that I recall. Yeah, no, I think they went 82-0. and But the scoring in those three games, Tampa Bay outscored the Blue Jackets 17-3 to in those games they played. Wow. So I think that's pretty indicative of how this series is going to go. I have it marked down as the Lightning sweeping the series 4-0. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Uh, in fact, I'm a little surprised with how much research you put into that matchup because <laughs> what I just saw, I was like, well, yeah, Bolts are going to win, probably sweep. It wasn't and, uh, so much research was as about I was... how much thought I put into this. <laughs> as I was reading about all the playoff matchups, just a little blurb on NHL.com, and it said that. And I went, oh, okay. That just really reinforced how that was going to go. Yeah, so I think, as expected, we both think the Bolts are going to win that. Um, are we doing predicting how many games? Well, I, I put down a prediction of how many games for each, okay. each one. So, All right, well then, uh, I th- I'd say let's both say the bolts are gonna sweep it (laughs) all right uh how about the other matchup in the atlantic division the bruins and the maple leafs we've all seen that uh go down a few times before and once or go down in flames once or twice (laughs) before what do you think is gonna happen there well i hear they don't like each other very much yeah starters something rumors going around but i hear that that the leafs don't really make it out of that matchup very often no it doesn't doesn't seem to work out for them um i think I honestly think the Bruins are going to surprise a lot of people. They got a sneaky, amazingly good first line, and their goaltending's been ridiculously awesome. And I actually have the Bruins winning in six. Okay. Yeah. I just want to back up because at some point you said the Bruins are going to surprise people. Yeah. That doesn't seem that surprising to me. I don't know. They're like second in the East. They did phenomenally well down the past couple months. I don't see much surprise here. <laughs> yeah, but when you're hearing about all the teams this season, you're hearing about how great Tampa is and how great Toronto thinks they are. <laughs> and you don't really... Oh, and how great like the Hurricanes' little run is. And you don't really hear about how the Bruins are just chugging along. In yeah, I guess they've Eastern been quietly Conference. successful. Yeah. So that's fair. Maybe not a surprise as much as they've been winning a lot and they haven't been getting a lot of press about it Mm -hmm. so yeah i think that uh i think that the bruins will actually take that series well i definitely agree that boston is gonna win uh i think like i said they've been doing way too well to be stifled by the leafs but also i think the leafs have built a history on false hope (laughs) so i think they're gonna take it to seven and then lose A history of choking and shame. Okay, I can see that. Yeah, 
But uh, other than that, totally agree with everything you said. Toronto thinks they're good, and don't get me wrong, they have a lot of good elements, Mm -hmm. but they're not there yet, and Boston is just way better and just going to stomp them down. True story. Well, let's stay in the East and go down to the uh, Metropolitan Division, if you will. Mm -hmm. The strangely named division. Yeah, uh, let's start with the uh, division champions, the Caps. Last year's cup winners. I don't know if you've heard. Ovechkin's <laughs> pretty good. He's, you know, pretty popular. They're uh, taking on the lovely Hurricanes from Carolina. What do you think's going down? Well, here's the thing. Carolina announced that they won't be doing their storm surge celebrations mm-hmm. after games. Yeah. How could they possibly expect to win when they don't have anything to look forward to afterwards? <laughs> right. right. So with that in mind, I picked the Hurricanes to win in seven. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. This is the only upset I picked in the East. Um, I just think they've been on such a good roll. And every time I kind of peruse scores and highlights, I just don't see them losing. They hardly ever lose. They have hardly lost since the All-Star break. I think it all comes down to their goaltending, honestly. It's a little bit shaky. Like, the names look a little bit shaky with McElhaney and Mrazek, but Mrazek's been playing out of his mind Mm -hmm. lately. So I think they can go toe-to-toe with the Capitals. I was kind of wishy-washy when I was trying to decide who wins because it's the defending champs with Rocket Richard winner Alex Ovechkin. So, you know, it could go either way, but I'm picking the Hurricanes because I want to see them win, and I think they do have a shot. All right, fair enough. Uh, I I definitely want to see them win as well. It would be really cool to see the kind of storylines that have been developing in, through that team get further than the, the next couple of weeks. I would love to see that progress, but I honestly don't think it will happen. I I, I yeah, they've been playing really well recently, but uh, Washington is just way too strong, and I think they're they're gonna. It's not going to be an easy series, but I think they're going to beat the Canes in it. How can how can Washington possibly stand to win against a bunch of jerks? Bunch of jerks. Uh, that's it's true. It will be difficult. Yeah. On the note of teams you'd want to see win but probably wouldn't, wouldn't you like to see Columbus go a little bit further? Not because, well, okay, partly because <laughs> wouldn't it just be amazing for Tampa to go yeah. out in the first round? But also because I really want more GMs to be encouraged to do the whole crazy Columbus thing. It's true, yeah. We covered this in the last episode, but if blue the Blue Jackets go down in a blazing tire fire, then uh, it's not really a good look for the the all-out approach at the trade deadline. However, the fallout this summer will be very interesting with so many free agents and uh, Columbus looking at, well, I don't know what they're looking at. They'll have to decide what they want to do from this point on. But Yeah, yeah, free agency this summer will be uh, kind of more interesting than most in the past recent years, for sure. Definitely. Everyone's going to be avoiding Matt Duchesne like the plague. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, continuing on in the Metro... Pens and Islanders. Yeah, this kind of continues a theme of teams I'd like to see win because the Islanders' Sans Tavares have been another real good story this year. Um, And I covered them in one of our episodes as chanting Tavares out of the building, which was absolutely hilarious to me. 
Unfortunately, I can never, ever, 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 ever count out the Penguins because they're that team that just sidles into the playoffs like the old guy at the YNCA basketball game and just, like, Euro steps you out of the playoffs. The Penguins have all these tricks up their sleeve, and they will beat the Islanders. I want to see the Islanders win, and their home games will be in their old arena, the Nassau Coliseum, which Mm -hmm. is super cool. Yeah. But uh, I still have the Penguins winning in six because as long as they have Crosby and Malkin... They'll always just kind of sleepwalk their way as far as they want in the playoffs. Yeah, again, totally agree. I would love to see the Islanders make it further. In fact, if the Islanders could get to the point where they're playing the Leafs (laughs) in the playoffs, that would just be such an amazing storyline. But... I do not want to see the Leafs make it past no, any round it's true. aside from that reason. But yes, I would like to see the Owls do well, uh, but same same story. You, you can't beat the Penguins. It's no. really difficult to do. Ask Alexander Ovechkin. He won that cup last year, but that was after like, you know, 11 years in a row of being stomped by Crosby and the Pens. So. Yeah, it's hard to get past them, especially in the first couple rounds. How many so, games How many games do you have that one going to? Uh, I totally prepared ahead of time for that question (laughs) so i will elaborate on this sentence by saying they will probably win it in six games okay well let's move on to the west shall we the conference that matters yeah except let's start with the division that doesn't (laughs) (laughs) the central division Mm -hmm. i'm not sure if you're aware that there is a second division in the western conference yeah let's just take a second here if you're listening let's see if you can name three teams from the central division i bet you didn't yeah no (laughs) Uh, i can tell you that i didn't and i have four teams written down on the pad in front of me so let's start with the uh the jets and blues in that division Mm -hmm. yeah any any thoughts on this my first thought was the blues like how did they make it into the playoffs and then i remembered they had some rookie goalie named bennington bennington something like that i don't even remember because it's the blues who went on some miraculous hot streak for them after christmas they were they were i believe bottom five in the league before christmas and now they're right up there in the central uh they went on some crazy sort of streak and now they're playing the jets and the jets I remember the Flames were kind of sparring with them for tops in the Western Conference for a while, and then suddenly they kind of disappeared. And turns out they've been in a bit of a slump since Mm. the All-Star break, so they're going to be fighting with the Blues for the first round. I see this one, I like, this is one I'd want to watch, actually, and I probably will watch, because it's two big, mean teams that can score. Yeah. Going at each other. I have the Blues winning in seven, because this just looks to me like a seven-game series. That's, you know, they're both very good teams, regardless of how they finished off the season. Um, I think it's just going to be like all-time playoff series that's just mean and fights probably and huge hits, and then they've each got really good scorers on this team. So this is one I'd say tune into, regardless of your loyalty. Yeah, it's true. Like When I think of the Central Division, and obviously my thoughts were very vocal <laughs> five minutes ago, I you know think, okay, boring teams you don't think of. It's like, oh, St. Louis, all right, sure, it's a nice city. But you, it just doesn't come to mind as you know the Alexander Ovechkin and Sidney Crosby's of the yep. East, right? But you're totally right. This is going to be a series to watch because they're both you know really 
tough and scoring teams and yeah i'm gonna tune in but i'm actually gonna say the jets are gonna win it in seven so i know they've been uh kind of slumping lately as you mentioned but uh, i think they'll uh find their form in the playoffs here because you get uh those fans in that arena in winnipeg and true like for playoff games that place will be nuts so that'll help them out a lot i think and the uh the jets we were having a discussion about this before because uh there's actually a bit of a discrepancy on the stanley cup playoff bracket on nhl.com the jets are higher seeded than the blues right yes yes and uh they actually have the same number of points this year in which case it goes to a tiebreaker based on how many wins you had in regulation and overtime so the jets took that so jets will have home ice advantage in the Mm -hmm. playoffs so uh, yeah i think that'll make a huge difference for them yeah but uh like said it came down to the wire for those guys so that could have made all the difference for the blues one one game last night who knew all right now the other division or well sorry the other matchup in the central division is the predators versus the stars yep predators won that uh division i won't say handily because (laughs) i believe it was 100 points to st louis and winnipeg's 99 points yep it all came down to last night again so but by Getting that one extra point, they get the wild card of the Dallas Stars. So, Mm -hmm. what do you think? I have zero feeling for this. This I have coin flip written (laughs) next to it here, so I I am with you there. (laughs) I mean, okay, I I put in the Predators winning in five. Okay, but I have I know nothing about the start. I like not that I know nothing. I know who plays there, and I know that they always beat the Flames for some reason that I can't discern. I just don't understand them. Like I don't. I don't know how they play. They had that weird outburst in the middle of the year where their general manager or owner just went off on their star players. And they have very good star players, but sometimes they seem disinterested unless they're in Calgary and they're scoring 11 goals. And, like, I I got nothing on the stars. But I do know the Predators, A, have been have gone very deep the last few years have an insane building where the fans just go nuts yeah pecorine the goalie who is 150 years old at this point but still is an amazing goalie and the stars don't really have any of that so that's why i gave such the edge to the predators because i know that the predators have a real good history going and they have a strong team and i just got nothing on the stars so Maybe the Stars sweep. I don't know. I can't <laughs> predict them, but I'll predict the Predators are going to take it in five. Again, I had coin flip written down for this matchup, so I really don't know. I totally was thinking of the whole Predators making it deep in the past few years, but they just don't seem like that same team that they were those past couple of years. But I do agree that, again, that home ice is going to make a difference for them. They have a really good atmosphere there. Mm-hmm. Uh, like of all the NHL teams to go to a game, that w- that's definitely in my top five yeah. list, right? So I think that will make a difference against Dallas. Whether they will go as deep as they normally do is going to be a whole nother question. But yeah, I think the coin has landed on uh, Nashville winning that series <laughs> for me. That leads us to the uh, good old Pacific Division. The home turf. Now, I've done zero research to back up this thought that I've had, but doesn't it feel like this this year has been a bit different for uh, Pacific sort of standards? Usually it's like 
the Pacific is a really tough division, so it's really close because all the teams do really well. Mm-hmm. This year it seems to be it's really close, but because all the teams have done <laughs> so, so poorly. It's true, yeah. Uh, generally, I mean, for the last, what, I'd say five to seven years, the California teams have kind of had this total control on the Pacific Division. And even though they were very good, you know, it was still pretty close with, you know, Calgary, Vancouver, Edmonton always there pestering them. And uh, now we got Vegas in the mix who... It's not an easy team by any means. They're not an easy team, but we definitely... We definitely have a big split between the top teams in this division and the bottom teams in this division now. Yeah. So it's definitely the the balance of power is changing in mm-hmm. the Pacific. That's for sure. Yeah, obviously the Flames did really well this year, no question. But they had a huge gap between the rest of that division. And usually that's not the case. It seemed to be a bit of an odd year. But anyway... Uh, let's take the the middlings of the division first, shall we? So, Vegas against San Jose. What do you think's going down? I think the Golden Knights are going to be a very tough out for anybody. In fact, they're one of the teams that scares me the most. And even though they came in the standings underneath the Sharks, so the Sharks will have home ice, the Golden Knights really went on a tear over the last portion of the season. They looked pretty weak at the beginning, and then they really turned on the Jets, and they rose to third in the division. And they were a hard team to play for the last, you know, I'd say since Christmas. Um, so I actually have the Golden Knights winning in seven, partially because they've been on such a good streak and partially because the Sharks' goaltending has been so shaky. I don't think you can ever count out the Sharks completely, but if you look at their goalies' save percentages, they're both under 900, which is not good enough for hockey, uh, or for playoff hockey, rather. I know everyone's concerned about the Flames' goaltending, which is you know kind of valid, but if you take a look at the Sharks, there should be huge concerns about the Sharks goaltending because even though they have a really experienced team up front with tons of good players, I don't think their goalies can hold them in it, especially against a Golden Knights team that's been lighting it up for the last uh, few months. I'm on your side here. It seems like we've very rarely disagreed here. These playoffs uh, will be super entertaining, no doubt, but seem to be very predictable, or at least we think so. I'm uh, sure we'll be wrong on most of Maybe that's just why we're friends, Stu. <laughs> yeah. We well, just get along. I didn't agree to that, but okay. <laughs> Acquaintances? I, <laughs> I do see the Golden Knights beating the Sharks here. It'll be a tough matchup, and I would not be, again, like you say, not all that surprised if San Jose, you know, does take it. But, uh, yeah, Vegas just seems like a really tough team, and they're going to – I think they're going to go fairly deep this year. They've they tasted it last year, and they're not letting that go and being a mm-hmm. one-off sort of miracle thing. So, yeah, I agree. I totally see them beating the Sharks. Last but not least are one of our home teams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, this uh, this podcast did make it to the playoffs because we bet on two horses. <laughs> Uh, the Calgary Flames, obviously first in the Pacific, first in the West, second in the league. <laughs> or was I it third? So. I think they got second. Yeah, anyway, okay. someone can fact check it for <laughs> us. Do your own research. Either way, they're taking on the Colorado Avalanche in the first round. How do you think they're going to fare? Well, I'd like to say sweep. I really would for the Flames. But I have the Flames down as winning 4-2. to two. Uh 
the Flames tend to play really well against the Avalanche, especially lately. I basically put the Avalanche as having two just to not get too ahead of myself. Uh, these The Flames match up really well against the Avalanche because the Flames have a... Uh, a top scoring line and a top shutdown line and the avalanche only really have their top scoring line with mckinnon ranton and landeskog and then they don't have much forward depth after that mm-hmm. so to me the flames when the flames are on home ice they can really match up against the avalanche well they can use their shutdown line to shop shut down their top line and then they can bring out the Gaudreau line to prey upon the other lines that combined with the fact that the avalanche goaltending actually has been very good for the last couple of months. Um, but Philip Grubauer, who formerly played in Washington prior to this year, is currently their starting goaltender. And this eerily mirrors what happened in last year's playoffs with the Capitals, where he went on a really hot streak right before the playoffs. And then he got into the playoffs and he bombed. And they and the Capitals had to put Braden Holtby in for the rest of the playoffs, which got them to the cup. Well, fast forward to this year, he's on the avalanche. He's on a tear going into the playoffs. This time, they don't have Braden Holtby as the backup. They have Varlamov, who hasn't been particularly good. So mm-hmm. I see the avalanche's depth and their goaltending kind of doing them in for this playoff series that combined with the fact that the flames traditionally over the last few years have done very well against the avalanche. So, uh, I took flames in six and I hope for a sweep cause that would be fun to watch. Yeah. I've, uh, I've got the flames winning this one too, with very little doubt. Um, yeah, Colorado has scoring, like you said, but not much else beyond that. And the flames are just, too good this year like they have such a good team built they you know have been kind of taking it easy yeah this past few weeks but they're they're ready for the playoffs no no doubt about that so i see them doing really well against the abs uh i'd say they're probably gonna win five they probably won't sweep it because that's hard to do yeah especially you know winning both in colorado to get that but yeah, I think they're going to win in five. It's going to be a pretty easy series for them. But I've been wrong before. <laughs> now, you said a sweep would be really entertaining. For me. Wouldn't more games in Calgary be really entertaining as well? I mean, yeah, if I was rich enough to go to the games, that would be very entertaining. <laughs> yeah, I, I suppose it doesn't really matter <laughs> if the game is, you know, three blocks away from us or, you know, 300 miles away from us. I mean, seeing the city on playoff game days, though, is quite entertaining. Um, but again, even so, like whether that's like a home game, the away games are actually probably more lively throughout the city. That's true. Whereas, you know, the home games, most pe- well, not most people, but a lot of people, roughly 15,000 of them are in the dome. <laughs> Whereas the away games, all 15,000 of those are, you know, somewhere out on the streets. And- true. True. Definitely being stand-up citizens and not getting in trouble. Absolutely. Yeah. One thing I would like to point out for the Flames and not overlook for this playoffs is that they're carrying 10 defensemen right now. And not just 10 defensemen, they're carrying 10 NHL-quality defensemen on their roster. And that may sound like way too many, because it is, but... You know, playoffs kind of has this reputation of getting players injured a lot, especially defensemen, Mm because the intensity's ratcheted up. Yeah. So I think it's really important to remember that the Flames have a super deep blue line going into this playoffs. If one guy goes down, even Giordano, their leader, let's say he gets injured, 
that doesn't worry me a ton because they have Oliver Shillington, Yusuf Alamaki, Michael Stone, and Dalton Prout, all of whom are really competent defenders and mm-hmm. all of whom played a stretch or more during this season. Valimaki played the beginning of the season, then he got injured, and he looked really good before that. Shillington played a large part of the season because Valimaki was injured. Prout was up a bunch, and while you might not want him in for every game, he looked just fine while he was in there. And Stone had, terrifyingly enough, he had blood clots all year, so he wasn't allowed to play, but he's back now. So if those are your four backups, I think you're kind of sitting pretty for playoffs. Yeah, no doubt in a pretty good uh, position for any sort of matchup to come. So on that note, I'm sure your desire is for the Flames to go all the way and win the Cup this uh-huh. year. Yep. Well, no surprise there, but that's as to be expected. So who do you not want to see the Flames face uh, in later rounds, West or East? Well, out of the West, I honestly am most scared of the Golden Knights. Yeah. Uh, just because hot goalie, hot team, and they've really given the Flames a handful out of the two years they've been here. I don't think the Flames have won in Vegas yet. Mm. And uh, most of the games that they have played against Vegas have been pretty lopsided one way or the other. So that would be an extremely entertaining series to watch, but it would scare me as a fan. Yeah, entertaining but very nerve-wracking. Yeah. Same with the Stars. If the Stars somehow managed to stumble their way to a series against the Flames, that would terrify me <laughs> because I've been to Flames games where Sagan scored four goals. I've been to Flames Stars games where the goalie was sitting on top of the net because he was so bored because the puck was in the Flames' end for so long. I don't know what it is, but every team kind of has that matchup where they're like, why can't we ever win this? And for the Flames, that's the Stars. It's super frustrating and it doesn't make any sense, but the Stars are scary here in Calgary. Yeah, they they must love Alberta because if you ask any uh, Oilers fans that remembers playoff history for Oilers, which has you have to go back quite a ways, <laughs> but uh, there was about probably... F- five or six years in a row there where Dallas was taking us out like first round every time. So, um, yeah, they must love Alberta. So There must be something in the water. Yeah, well, we've heard that before, (laughs) haven't we? From the East, were the Flames to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, I'll happily take them against anyone on this list except the Lightning because, A, the Lightning are top in the league and they're just scary, and, B, there's a history there. There's flashbacks to 04 that are not going to be pretty. Now, I doubt we're going to see the one nothing 2-1 overtime games that were pretty much all that happened in 03-04. But uh, the Lightning beating the Flames when the Flames probably should have won, uh, it was definitely in, everybody. That goal <laughs> was in. Let's just be real. And having a repeat of that would be amazing and so cool and like a reunion that would absolutely terrify everyone in Calgary because of what happened last time. So that's who scares me from the East. Yeah, no kidding. It would, again, would definitely be very entertaining to see that rematch go down, but also very terrifying for most Calgarians. I made a little bet with myself to see how long it would take you to say it was in. <laughs> you lasted much longer than I expected. 
<laughs> you probably assumed was, that's the first thing I was going to say. Basically, like this whole last month, just kind of looking at like the prospective playoffs coming up. It was like Calgary and Tampa are, you know, dominating their respective conferences. It very much seems like this could be an 0-4 rematch, and I just knew that this was going to oh. come down to like a game seven. It was in sort of thing. That'll be a sickening feeling. It, it it'll be like you say, very entertaining, but also, yeah. It's going to be very difficult to eat. <laughs> My dark horse fun finals would be uh, Calgary, Carolina, just because of the trade that happened in the off season. Mm, yeah, big trade between the two teams, which appears to have worked out quite well for both. So yeah, yeah. Having uh, having Carolina's uh, former head coach and three of their players. And matching up against Dougie Hamilton and Michael Furland on the Canes, that would be, I think that would be pretty fun. But the likelihood of that happening is quite low. We have a few updates to provide you with. The playoffs start on Wednesday, April 10th, and we kind of care about that. But what we actually care about is that the Flames playoffs start on Thursday, April 11th. So we'll definitely be tuning into that, and you should too. We'll be coming back with another episode after the first round is over, which is sometime around April 23rd or 24th. We'll provide a recap of the first round, unless, of course, the Flames have lost, in which case I will be in mourning and there will be nothing happening. So thanks again for listening, everyone. Stay tuned for more episodes. Once again, our theme song is Lose Your Head by Apache Tomcat. Catch you next time. Thank you.